So Rayim Tov, we start a new week. On this last day of Hanukkah, we continue in the Sefer Bayam Darkecha. We're getting close to the end, another week or two. And then I have to find a new Sefer to learn. Hopefully we'll have something. We're on page Shin Chav Tes. The essay is called Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama. See here the Tzaddik uh, reviews these concepts that are, some of us know them, but uh, review is always helpful in how it applies to Shabbos and some other interesting concepts that are very useful for us to know. We have a big live audience today. Unbelievable. Okay, section Aleph goes through the five levels of the soul. As the Arizal says, he says there's five parts, one above the other, from bottom to top, nefesh, ruach, neshama, chayin, yechida. The place where the nefesh resides, so to speak, is in the liver, because that purifies the blood, and the blood, kidam hua nefesh, the blood is the nefesh. The place where the ruach resides is in the heart. The place where the neshama resides is in the brains. And the Chaya and the Yechida do not rest mamish inside the person, but they surround and illuminate the person from outside. Chaya surrounds the head of the person. Yechida surrounds the entire body of the person. And every person, according to his avoda, will merit levels of Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama, as the Zohar HaKadosh says. If a person merits, they give him more in terms of the Ruach, in terms of the Shema, and of course there's many details to this. Now footnote, Reish Lamed, a very important footnote over here. It says, very important to know that although the perfection of the level of Ruach and the Shema, not everybody merits it, that uh, there are those who have an Shema that is burning up for Hashem at all times, and all the vanities of the world aren't considered anything at all to him. And certainly, when we talk about the levels of Chaya and Yechida, they are levels of complete Sadiqim. Okay, but still, everyone can merit a little bit of these levels and to go up a little by little. Now, let's explain. He says that even if it's clear that, well, one thing's for sure, he says that you cannot achieve in the level of Ruach until you've acquired first the level of Nefesh. That's for sure. You can't go to step two before step one. But here's a very important idea. But depending on to what degree he has acquired part of the Nefesh, he can also acquire part of the Ruach and Neshama. And therefore, you don't have to wait until you've completely acquired that full level of nefesh. You don't have to wait for that to go to the next level. But it all depends on the quality that you have. Okay? And there, if you if you acquire a certain little quality of nefesh, you can acquire a little quality of ruach and a little quality of neshama. Okay? And a person shouldn't say, well, why should I be involved in ruach and neshama I don't even feel anything in the nefesh area of perfection. And I have a lot of tests in that area, which the nefesh is in the physical realm. 
The answer is, well, that's the way it is. Because if you have a certain level achieved on a certain amount on level one, to that degree that you've accomplished in Nefesh, you can go to that degree in the level of Ruach and the same thing in the level of Nishama. And that's the straight path. And someone who wants to finish perfection of one entire level and not start another level afterwards, he gives the following analogy, a very nice analogy. Okay, most houses that we live in have three floors, the basement, the main floor, and the top floor. So would you say, when you build a house, do you say, I'm not doing anything until the whole basement is finished? And when the whole basement is finished, then I will begin to work on the main floor. And when the main floor is finished, then I'll begin to work on the top floor. We don't do that. The first thing you're doing is you're going to put those, uh, what do you call it, beams from the from from the bottom on, on, on the floor below level, going all the way to the top. What do you call those external beams, right? You're going to do all that. Then what are you going to do? You might work on the wiring through the whole house. And then the plumbing through the whole house. And, you know, because if there are interconnected parts to the house. It's not that the basement has a different plumbing system than the middle floor. So the same thing with Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama. There are certain areas that are equal to each other. You know, certain... Um, if you have certain physical connection, there'll be the emotional part and the intellectual part that's connected to that area of the physical realm. So therefore, you don't have to say, well, I'm only working on Nefesh, and I've totally perfected my Nefesh. Then I'll start working on my feelings, emotions, and when I perfect that, then I'll work on my brains. He says, that's not the way to go. But the straight way is, even if you can't, uh, build the second floor without the first floor, but you don't have to finish the first floor. Whereas you got to have the basics for the first floor, but you don't have to have to have the whole first floor finished. Okay, and you can still build on what you have. You have something on the first floor for whatever you have. That's a foundation for the second floor. You don't have to have the whole thing. So that's a very important idea to not fragment our avoda so much that until I finish totally in the nefesh realm, I'm not going anywhere else. Yeah? We can even, if a person is trying to be religious, we don't force him in one No, it's slowly, slowly, but even the slowly doesn't have to be only on the nefesh level. Don't say, well, we'll first deal with the nefesh level. And when it's perfect, then we'll go to the ruach level. No because they're all interrelated. A little bit of nefesh relates to ruach, relates to neshama. So you can go straight through. So there's basic aspects of each. Yeah, well, or whatever, not even basic, just fragmented parts, different parts of it, as, as we will see, okay? Because there's a lot of things going on in a nefesh. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of physical things that we're involved with. And we have so certain areas we can work on, and then we can be emotionally connected to that aspect and intellectually connected to that aspect. Then we move on to another aspect. 
okay? Let's say on a simple level, okay, Nefesh is dealing with all the practical mitzvahs that we do, okay? Keeping kosher. There's keeping kosher on a Nefesh level. You're only going to eat kosher food. Now, it doesn't mean you're a completely religious Jew. Okay, now, how do you feel about eating kosher? You excited to do the will of Hashem? Do you really feel good about keeping kosher? That's ruach. Do you have a better understanding of why that's important? That's going to be uh, neshama. But there'll be more ways of explaining this. I'm just giving you a very simple way just to move ahead. But you don't have to have the whole area of nefesh taken care of. And it's also not to just say, okay, I'm only going to do this. I don't even know why. I'm, even, I'm not even into it. I'm just going to do this a little bit. Well, you know, you're not going to be able to do a little bit more nefesh if you're not feeling good about it. As we shall see. Let's just read more to get all explained. So he continues and brings from the Arizal. We're on page Shin Lamed. He says, since a person has the sowed nefesh, so therefore, what do you mean? Since we have a nefesh, so that part is very much attached to the Yetzirah with its klipos. Because what does it say in the Torah? It says by Karbanos, the nefesh kisecheto. And if your nefesh will sin, okay? So in other words, what he's saying is, where's the primary area of sin? It's in the realm of nefesh. If you're a nefesh person, you have a good chance of sinning. On the other hand, if you are more connected to ruach, then you're not going to sin as easily. And if you're more, because it says, lev tohor baroli elokim, a pure heart, that's uh, ruach, Hashem created. Veruach nachon chadesh bekirbi. So you're less likely to sin if you're more in tuned to the higher level of ruach. And if you're more in tune to the level of neshama, oh, you're very far away from sinning. Although you got to be careful from what's behind you, but still, you're very far from sinning. And and if you're already going to go higher to that, to the level of chaya, you're not going to sin at all. So in other words, depending on what realm you are of your existence that you are tapping into, so if you're only conscious of your nefesh reality, he's going to explain all of this, then you're very likely going to sin. Ruach, not less likely, you're in the middle. Neshama, not likely, but you could. Once you're past that, it's just not going to happen. So we'll, we'll see how this all works. So he says like this, he, this is all, this is just all from the Arizal. So he explains. So the person has a nefesh alone. Now we have all of them, but what are you connecting with? If you're only connecting to the nefesh, you're going to be very close to sin. Because remember, nefesh, ruach, neshama, parallel the lower world's asiya. Okay. So it's an atzilus, bria, yitzira. So asira, yitzira, bria. You're going parallel worlds there. So the world of asiya is, from the eyes, it's, it looks all bad. Asiya, just the physical world. Just take a look out there, man. It, it, it's very seductive. And if that's the world you're in, even if you've got the Jewish nefesh, which we will all explain, you're still very likely to sin. If you have the ruach, if you're more focused on the ruach, now you're kind of half and half. Sometimes 
you'll lean to the good, sometimes to the bad. That's the world of Yitzira, which is half good, half bad. One who's connected to Neshama, you're very far from sinning because it's the world of Bria, which is mostly good. And if you're in Chaya, <laughs> there's no Yetzer there at all. And that's very connected to the world of Atzilus, which is higher. Now he's going to go into the details of each and every one of these. Okay, so starting with the Neshama. What, again, how are we going to define this this uh, Neshama in general, of having a, a, a global Neshama? That's a general term. Remember, the general term for the soul is Neshama. Then there's specifics of Nefesh Ruch and Neshama is a specific of that. So the soul of a person is the spiritual power that's within him. And with that power, he's able to recognize the existence of Hashem and to feel and live with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it has these three parts of Nefesh, Ruch, and Neshama. And therefore, when we talk about three Jews and their relationship with Hashem, even though they can all be believers of Hashem with all their hearts, and they're prepared to die for Hashem, still in all, we can see great differences between how they grasp life and sense HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We can see that one of them, even though he knows clearly that Hashem exists, uh, still in all, uh, he speaks to Hashem as if he's not there and very distant. He speaks about Hashem. He doesn't speak to Hashem because Hashem is very distant. Second guy could speak to Hashem like someone who's close to him, that he's got a connection to. And the third one can be like he's mamish, a living being. He's mamish, mamish here completely. So what's the difference? The answer is one is more attuned to his nefesh, one is more attuned to his ruach, and one is more attuned to his neshama. Because that's the tools of that connection to HaKadosh Baruch. So now we'll get into more detail in each and every one of these levels. So what does it mean a person is attuned to his nefesh? So that is the spiritual reality that is within the physical external reality. And that is found within the physical body. It's what sustains the physical body and has it feel and grasp everything according to certain rules that are in the physical world when you're looking at in a physical world. Now, even a goy has a nefesh. A goy has a nefesh. Not a Jewish nefesh, but he has a nefesh. So the nefesh says to understand the world that you are in. You know, you're just not a blob, a physical blob in this world. Okay, you feel, you, you sense something is in this world. And there's certain rules to this world that the nefesh allows even a goy to understand this. Now when you talk about a Jewish nefesh, that's a nefesh with Kedusha. And he has a power now to recognize the reality of Hashem within the physical reality. That's what the Jewish nefesh can do. But since it's a, it's a, it's a nefesh, it grasps the reality of Hashem according to human understanding because it's stuck with using phys the physical realm. So, this is a so the goy just sees the physical world, that's it. And even if a goy says there's a God in this world, he has no idea what he's saying with that. He could say there's a God in this world, 
But we understand, no, there is a real aspect of God. But of course, even the Jewish soul doesn't see godliness. We only see physical things as if they seem to have their own reality. But since it's a holy soul, it could sense there is a higher reality as well. But it only can recognize him based on the um, what's the, the Welton Chang that he has from only understanding things in the physical world. So he recognizes there's a creator, there's a king who runs the world. Clearly he knows that. So on the one hand, it's a holy nefesh that recognizes the existence of Hashem, but it's a nefesh that's only looking at it through physical um, grasps. And therefore, when he grasps Hashem's reality, it's only based on the tools of understanding that he has. So he could know, yeah, okay, there's some being that created this world. He's the creator of the world. He runs the world. And therefore, you have an amuna that there's a God, and you have the power of tefillah, of prayer. And it also could bring you to accept the yoke of heaven and to do things in the physical world the way God wants you to do them. Okay, however, that, uh, uh, but that understanding is of a God that's beyond, so you don't really feel it, okay? It's, it's, so it's no different, and you don't really understand in the total depths, but you, you understand that that's what the holy Jewish soul knows. There's a physical world, and there's a God who runs the world, and there's a God we have to listen to, and he's who brought this into the world and all this. And I, I totally attach that reality to that. But it's through a skewed lens of my the way my physical body is able to understand things. And my mind, by just knowing things from a physical perspective, how I can understand Hashem. So therefore, how how now that just doesn't come automatically either. Just because you're a Jew doesn't mean you're even in touch with your nefesh. If you're not taught anything, if you're raised by a goy, you'll live like a goy. Now, the goy can't have a Jewish nefesh. You can have a regular nefesh. A Jew has a Jewish nefesh, but the Jewish nefesh has to be accessed. That's critical. So how do you access it? So first of all, you have to be educated, but that's not enough. It has to be through prayer, speaking to Hashem. Because prayer is an aspect of the nefesh. Because it says in Shmuel, I pour my nefesh before Hashem. And therefore also doing actual mitzvahs. Because that's a nefesh that's accepting the yoke of Hashem. So therefore, if you want to have... So this is relatively simple. <laughs> relatively. You just have to talk about Hashem talk to Hashem, pray to Hashem. Again, your concept of Hashem could be a very far being, still far, but at least he's on the map. And you do everything Hashem says. Okay, so now, what's your perception of the world? What seems to you and a goy? A goy just says, well, I just do what I want to do. Now, you can come up with all kinds of rules for society to get along with each other, but that's not religion. And that's not a connect. You're not, you don't believe in a God. You say, there's my reality. And I live within my I could choose to live a, what I consider a decent form of life. 
or I could do a terrible form of life that's good for me and not for anybody else. That's a goy. A yid's nefesh says, well, everything that I'm doing and I'm engaging in this world just like a goy engages in it, I eat and drink and sleep and there's physical things and I smell the flowers and I see the sun and all these things, but I know that God has made them all. And God runs the world. He's in charge. I have to listen to him. But he's still very, very far away. And I am very much existing. I truly exist 100%. And if anything, in my mind, now in a Goy's mind, the person says, I 100% exist. There is no God, period. A Jewish nefesh says, I exist, let's say 25%, uh, 75%. And God exists twenty five percent. I mean, not don't quote me on the numbers, but in other words, but my primary way of living is I'm I'm running the show. I'm doing things. Really? No, that's the lowest level. We're gonna gonna move it up. We're gonna move it up. But there's many. I would still say most Orthodox Jews we're lucky if they're living in the land of Nefesh. Well, again, it's more than zero. Zero is a goy. That almost. No, almost zero is oh. No, no, that's going to be later. It's going to be later. Later, late, late. I understand, but we got to start somewhere. Yes. Right? So that is, the, that, that's what the nefesh is experiencing. Okay? So that's level nefesh. Moving on to ruach. The ruach is a much higher force. It grasps the inner concept of things and that lives with inner feelings of everything in the world okay and this ruach is a power to recognize the existence of Hashem through an inner vision and with that power a person can succeed to feel HaKadosh Baruch not just to believe there's a hidden existence that runs the world like the Nefesh but since the Ruach is more spiritual and more inner focused, it can feel Hashem's reality, to feel a connection with the heart. And that means to, and that's your heart has feelings towards Hashem. And specifically the three meadows of love, fear, and dveikus. And to, an, to another degree, uh, netzach, yesod, and hod, which is stubbornness, um, uh, admitting a thankfulness and connection. Okay, but these are all feelings. Okay, and therefore I have a, as we said, for example, a relative is someone who still you take up a lot of space, but I have feelings. It's more there. So now, whatever you want to say, it's maybe 50 50, whatever. But I have genuine feelings for Hashem because I understand it's not just Hashem is very distant and he's totally hidden, but to really know that he really is putting energies in here and he's, he's awfully close over here. Okay, so, but so in other words, you're recognizing that which cannot be seen. And that's something only a Yid has completely. Now, there, okay, he get in the footnote, it gets very complicated. I want to leave that. But really, so the Goy can have some aspect of Nefesh without the spirituality. He could have a little bit of 
a goy could be excited about food. So we would call that not ruach. We'd call we'd not say level two of ruach, but we'd say ruach in nefesh, like nefesh, and in a subcategory of nefesh is ruach. I can get excited about food, but that's not the excitement we talk about. The level of ruach is the excitement about a shem. In other words, level one Jewish nefesh means I know there's a God. I really do. I'm hundred percent believe it, but he's very distant, and I. It, it's, it's hard to understand this, I mean, but, I, but I'll understand it because I pray to God, I talk to God, I do what he says, and, uh, and I accept it, but it's still, he's very far away. Now we're saying, no, 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 he's not so far away. He's really very close. He really is inside everything, and this should get you a, a, a question of, of feelings towards HaKadosh Baruch And when you have feelings, of course, you do things altogether differently. Now again, you could begin to see, well, let's just do one more. Now the neshama is the much higher power. It grasps things even more internally and it goes to the total depths completely with, with, with a much deeper understanding. And therefore the neshama is able to recognize and feel in such an absolute way, as if it's mamish tangible, because you have such a deep way of looking at this, and it's the neshama recognize Hashem, not just with an amuna that can't be explained in a physical way, and not just with feelings, but a really a recognition that comes from deep thought and understanding of Hashem completely, and such a person grasps that the entire reality is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, and that is the core of everything. Okay, and that is a much higher level as he will explain. And let's just go a little further and then we, hopefully we can put them all together or if not, we'll have to wait till later. So a person who has access to that neshama, so everything he thinks is with the true reality of Hashem. Because everybody has a way their mind thinks. And that depends on how you feel and how you conduct yourself. Okay, one person thinks everything is nature. So he says everything that happens is by nature. And things that are nature could be good for him, not good for him. So he's going to feel good about things that are good for him, feel bad about things that are bad for him. He's going to get involved with things that he thinks are good for him, stay away from things that are not good for him. But Rosa has an ashama. He lives and understands that everything is true godliness. No thing is good or bad. Everything is true godliness. And therefore, he doesn't get swayed by physical things. He doesn't fear from physical things because his mind understands everything in the right way. He knows that all this is Hashem and it's only Hashem. And he looks at physical things as only a garment of revealing the light of Hashem. And it, that's the only way he looks at things. And there, if somebody does something to him, he doesn't associate with the somebody, he associates with Hashem. Okay? And therefore, the only thing with you have an Hashem that you're afraid of is for something that's an Avera. Something that's Tumah. Because that, then it's like fire. He looks at an Avera as fire. He looks at Lashon Har as fire. Because that's really what it is. That's the only thing he's afraid of. His whole look is different. Okay? And obviously that comes from the processes of thoughts. And certainly if you have that kind of thoughts, you're going to have a tremendous feeling of humility 
because you really understand that you're nothing. There's no way you can be a Balgaiva. And we call that already Bitol Hayesh, that you are nullifying yourself in a very great way, and therefore it, it gets an enthusiasm to Hashem, and you know that you're not everything, and anything besides Hashem is nothing. And the more you merit to, to have that aspect of Neshama, you will reach a much higher understanding with about Hashem's unity, and you'll be able to nullify yourself with Bitul Hayesh on the one side and yearning to connect with that fire on the other side. Because the clearer Hashem's reality is, so therefore you could live your life with Hashem and run away from things that are disruptive of that, that wind to forget the truth. And the main way you're going to access this level is with holy thoughts, and specifically Kabbalistically with all the special holy names, etc., etc., and with a tremendous feeling of excitement with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. <coughs> So therefore, <coughs> you can, therefore, you could take a little bit of every level at the same time. You could say, okay, I'm going to look at a certain aspect of my life, a certain physical aspect of my life, and I'm going to say that there is Hashem in this world. Hashem is the one that is creating this. And I can feel a little bit of love to Hashem in this area. When I'm eating a donut, I say, you know what? I know that Hashem really made the donut. It all comes to Hashem. Hashem wants me to eat a kosher donut. I can't eat a treif donut. And I can thank Hashem for the donut. And then I could say, you know, I really love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he gives me donuts. And then you could even say, I'm really excited that when I eat the donut, I'll try to be totally connected to Shem when I eat the donut. On the other hand, when he has to deal with a person who's threatening to kill him, he loses it. He has no connection to the real reality. He's afraid. He runs away. And all of a sudden, everything he has nothing in that area. But in the little area that you have the Jewish nefesh, you can add on to that area some ruach and some neshama, even though you're a miserable failure in 99% of the rest of Jewish identity. But this area that's not so threatening for you, that's not so challenging for you. Now, obviously, we get to certain areas that are awfully scary in our lives, and we have a lot of trouble even understanding that Hashem is around in the nefesh. How about tragedies in our lives? Some of us are not prepared to deal with that at all. And the nefesh looks as a terrible thing, and Hashem had nothing to do with it, and it's my bad mazel. Okay, so you're not going to go anywhere up the chain with that. But not everybody is ready for that. So you start in an area that's kind of easy. That's the point. Pick an area of nefesh that's easy. There are easier areas of nefesh to start with, whatever you feel the soul is connected with. How about you're a principled person, and you can resonate with Loshan Hara not to speak Loshan. So you just tell the person, you know, you have a mouth and you're nefesh and you could say nice words, you could say bad words. You know, God wants you to say nice words. Oh, I, I can understand that. And then you could start having feelings. You know, it's pretty nice to have a God who cares about the way you uh, speak. And I, I, can, I can really respect God for that and I can love God for that. And then I can begin to say, you know, my mouth, it's all on loan from God and I have to be awfully careful what I say. I don't want to use that mouth in a way that Hashem wouldn't want me to use that mouth. 
And already you're getting to ideas I couldn't speak without Hashem. And maybe in that area, you can compartmentalize it all in that area. And you could have a very holy life in that area. While in other areas, you just haven't even begun. So that's so that's that's how you start with somebody. Don't just leave it at nefesh. You go from nefesh, 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 nefesh. You're not getting very much excitement about a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Eventually, it'll just fall apart. Okay, to be continued. Yashur Kayach, everybody.